Part One, Chapter Five of The Secret City. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Secret City by Hugh Walpole. Part One, Chapter Five. He felt happy and consoled after a bath, a shave, and breakfast. Always, I should think he reacted very quickly to his own physical sensations and he was as yet too young to know that you cannot lay ghosts by the simple brushing of your hair and sponging your face after his breakfast he lay down on the bed and again fell asleep but this time not to dream he slept like a briton dreamless healthy and clean he awoke as sure of himself as ever the first incantation had not you see been enough he plunged into the city it was raining with that thick dark rain that seems to have mud in it before it has fallen the town was veiled in thin mist figures appearing and disappearing tram bells ringing and those wild cries in the russian tongue that seem at one's first hearing so romantic and startling rising sharply and yet lazily in the air he plunged along and found himself in the nevsky prospect he could not mistake its breath and assurance dull though it seemed in the mud and rain but he was above all things a romantic and sentimental youth and he was determined to see this country as he had expected to see it so he plodded on his coat collar up british obstinacy in his eyes and a little excited flutter in his heart whenever a bright colour an eastern face a street peddler a bunched-up high-backed coachman anything or anything or any one unusual presented itself he saw on his right a great church it stood back from the street having in front of it a desolate little arrangement of bushes and public seats and winding paths the church itself was approached by flights of steps that disappeared under the shadow of a high dome supported by vast stone pillars letters in gold flamed across the building above the pillars henry passed the intervening ground and climbed the steps under the pillars before the heavy swinging doors were two rows of beggars they were dirtier more tousled and tangled fiercer and more ironically falsely submissive than any beggars that he had ever seen he described one fellow to me a fierce brigand with a high black hat of feathers a soiled cossack coat and tall dirty red leather boots his eyes were fires henry said at any rate that is what henry liked to think they were there was a woman with no legs and a man with neither nose nor ears i'm sure that they watched henry with supplicating hostility he entered the church and was instantly swallowed up by a vast multitude he described to me afterwards that it was as though he had been pushed by the eager fingers of the beggars no doubt into deep water he rose with a gasp and was first conscious of a strange smell of dirt and tallow and something that he did not know but was afterwards to recognize as the scent of sunflower seed he was pushed upon pressed and pulled fingered and crushed he did not mind he was glad this was what he wanted he looked about him and found that he and all the people round him were swimming in a hazy golden mist flung into the air from the thousands of lighted candles that danced in the breeze blowing through the building the whole vast shining floor was covered with peasants pressed packed together peasants men and women he did not see a single member of the middle class 
in front of him under the altar there was a blaze of light and figures moved in the blaze uncertainly indistinctly now and then a sudden quiver passed across the throng as the wind blows through the corn here and there men and women knelt but for the most part they stood steadfast motionless staring in front of them he looked at them and discovered that they had the faces of children simple trustful unintelligent unhumorous children and eyes always kindlier than any he had seen in any other human beings they stood there gravely with no signs of religious fervor with no marks of impatience or weariness and also with no evidence of any especial interest in what was occurring it might have been a vast concourse of sleepwalkers he saw that three soldiers near to him were holding hands from the lighted altars came the echoing whisper of a monotonous chant the sound rose and fell scarcely a voice scarcely an appeal something rising from the place itself and sinking back into it again without human agency after a time he saw a strange movement that at first he could not understand then watching he found the unlit candles were being passed from line to line one man leaning forward and tapping the man in front of him with the candle the man in front passing it in his turn forward and so on until at last it reached the altar where it was lighted and fastened into its sconce this tapping with the candles happened incessantly throughout the vast crowd henry himself was tapped and felt suddenly as though he had been admitted a member of some secret society he felt the tap again and again and soon he seemed to be hypnotized by the low chant at the altar and the motionless silent crowd in the dim golden mist he stood not thinking not living away away questioning nothing wanting nothing he must of course finish with his romantic notion people pushed around him struggling to get out he turned to go and was faced he told me with a remarkable figure his description romantic and sentimental though he tried to make it resolved itself into nothing more than the sketch of an ordinary peasant tall broad black-bearded neatly clad in blue shirt black trousers and high boots this fellow stood apparently away from the crowd apart and watched it all as you so often may see the russian peasant doing with indifferent gaze in his mild blue eyes bowen fancied that he saw all kinds of things power wisdom prophecy a figure apart and symbolic but how easy in russia it is to see symbols and often these symbols fail to justify themselves well i let bowen have his fancies i should know that man anywhere again he declared it was as though he knew what was going to happen and was ready for it then i suppose he saw my smile for he broke off and said no more and here for a moment i leave him and his adventures End of part one chapter five